Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. Welcome in and welcome home, family. I'm Dimitri. And I'm Rade. And this is Respectfully a Melanated Therapist Podcast. Just a quick disclaimer this is not therapy. We are just two people who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists. The information in this podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only. If you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the right direction. Before we kick off the show, let's talk a little bit about how you can support us. If you would like to show us support, please share our podcast on social media and tag at RespectfullyMT, rate the show, write us a review just to let us know that you're listening and enjoying the show. Thanks, Fran. All right, fam. Our topic for today's episode is reciprocity in relationships, which includes romantic, familial, platonic, professional, and ones that are business related. So what is reciprocity? Reciprocity is the balancing cycle in relationships that creates opportunity for both individuals to engage in equal responsibility taking and initiation of goals, even if their roles do not look the same. Some examples of how reciprocity can show up are in the areas of differing responsibilities and maintaining the home, sexual reciprocity, gift giving, money or bill sharing in the home or doing an outing or date night, and information sharing. Reciprocity is sometimes just assumed and is not always discussed in the beginning of the development of a relationship. This can work for a little while, but eventually we will need, it will need to be discussed. When reciprocity is not an active component of relationships, the relationship can transition to being toxic or unhealthy through issues of communication, boundaries being unclarified, unclarified expectations and standards, increased stress and other isolating emotions, dysregulation in the relationship, or even with mutual relationships. Yes, one non-reciprocal relationship can disrupt reciprocity cycles in other relationships as well by having to lean on others for extra support, development of codependency and enmeshment as one person is depending too much on the other, or the opposite, extreme cutoff or distance from your people, issues with relationship development later in life, or increased distrust in yourself and others. Hmm. Thanks, friend. So let's dive right on in. So what do you think about the concept of reciprocity in relationships and how can it be discussed in a therapeutic setting? Uh, okay. So I'm sorry, I'm trying to like wake my brain up. <laughs> To answer this question. Listen. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. <laughs> morning. All right. Uh, let me just take a little bit of coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the concept of reciprocity is great, right? Like I think that you should definitely be having reciprocal relationships, mm-hmm. having this balance between being equally yoked this and i think that that should exist everywhere right um in my marriage in my relationship with my parents and my relationship with my siblings right my friendships it's going to look different but it should mm-hmm. still exist mm-hmm. um so i definitely agree with the concept of reciprocity um however i don't necessarily i think sometimes it can be taken into the context of exactly what you do for me i have to do for you which 
should not and is not the case, I think. Um, and I think we kind of have to have a, a lot more openness to what being reciprocal looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a very individual experience. You know, what I do for you, I probably don't even want that for me. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not a, you know, golden rule kind of thing. Treat others how you want to be treated. I feel like this mm-hmm. is more of a the diamond rule of treat others how they want to be treated. <laughs> Right. Like, I think it's more of that that. a little bit (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, of like and appreciating that about the person. Right. Like doing it without like a forced hand. Mm -hmm. So when I say that, I I ultimately just mean that if you do it without a forced hand and if they're giving you what you want, you're giving them what they want. Right. There is a but but it's still resourceful. Right. It's still helping the relationship. (laughs) This is not Mm -hmm. just like a. You scratch my back, I scratch yours kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that it needs to be discussed in therapeutic settings, especially when working with couples. But I definitely find this to be um, an important conversation or concept to discuss in some way, shape or form with individual clients as well. Um, Especially when they're in the space of setting boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... You know, oftentimes people get to that place because they feel like they're being taken advantage of and things are not being reciprocated to them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that could be a, a huge, a huge piece. But yeah, okay. I feel like I'm done rambling. It's the morning. What about you? <laughs> what do you think about this concept of reciprocity? And, and yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I agree with a lot of every, of what you were saying. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that you show people how you want to be treated. Um, And I think reciprocity in any relationship, Mm -hmm. it all kind of boils down to balance and communication. Um, And when I say communication, actually, you know, understanding what it is that each other really wants, what each other needs, what are our boundaries. And, you know, a lot of the times we don't discuss all of that stuff in the beginning. We end up, you know, stumbling through the relationship and figuring it out as we go. And, you know, the the makings of a healthy relationship is not figuring out shit as you go, but actually, you know, setting a strong foundation before we start this journey. And then we deal with whatever, you know, life challenges or hurdles may be thrown our way because that's just what life does. Um, you know, also when I think about reciprocity, like you said, it's, you know, it's not a tick for tack situation, nor is it a 50-50 type situation. And what I mean by that is, you know, for the longest time, you know, in my mind, you know, everybody's like, oh, it should be 50-50 in the relationship, 50-50, 50-50. That's all we've ever heard. But my barber, believe it or not, <laughs> he was Love like- the barbershop talks. Right. And he, we were talking, um, I can't remember what we were talking about. And then um, relationships came up and he was like, you know, people always talk about 50-50. He was like, but I don't really believe that there's 50-50. He was like, because at any given time, he was like, you know- um, throughout the course of a relationship, I can be 60, you can be 40, or I could be 70 and you can be 30 and vice versa. And it made so much sense because at the end of the day, if everything's supposed, if it's supposed to be 50, 50 all the time, when one partner is going through a challenging time or, a you know, stressful life event, you know, how can it be 50-50 when that person's not at their best and they need support and care, which means that, you know, you're that person that they should be able to lean into, lean on for that additional support when they can't stand up on their own. And that's not 
You know what I mean? That's being that stronghold and that support for your partner while they're going through and then vice versa. But it all begins with the conversation because like Rade was saying, at the end of the day, just because that's what you want, that doesn't mean that I need that. So you don't have to reciprocate that behavior with me, which is where the communication and the balance comes in. Yes, thank you for that. I mean, very true. I 1000% agree. And I 1000% agree with your barber of like, it is. Oh yeah, my barber is the bomb. <laughs> yeah, love that. I mean, yeah, I don't don't think that a relationship is going to be 50-50 all the time or and mm-hmm. it is highly unlikely that it is going to be 50-50 often. Right. <laughs> you know, right. like exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that 50-50 is the long term, you know, or the overall or the umbrella kind of w- of what we're going for, but mm. in your day-to-day, you know, life just doesn't work that way. Right. You know, and I think you have to kind of settle into that um, Mm -hmm. in relationships in general, whether it's which is why I even mentioned the reciprocity with, you know, my parents, because, you know, that reciprocation to to what they can do for me or what they have done for me, it's not going Mm -hmm. to look the same. Right. Right. As a child, your rest, your way of reciprocating the energy that your parents are, are giving to you by mm-hmm. providing for you could be done by you doing well in school if you have mm-hmm. the capacity to right. right it's it looks it looks like things like that mm-hmm. and, and just being open with it cleaning doing your, your room, chores right i was going to your say. laundry right being I mean, if you're open old with enough your to do parents it. and when you get old enough learning <laughs> Right. And for these new generation kids loading the dishwasher, because we were the dishwashers when we were growing up. We were. We were definitely the dishwashers. My dad used to say, (laughs) bust them suds. Right. He used to aggravate me so much. (laughs) Like, I know he didn't (laughs) tell me to bust them suds. And shout out to Papa McKinnon, who just had a birthday, FYI. You know. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, my mama gonna hear this and be like, well, my birthday coming up in December, so... (laughs) Don't worry, uh, Mama Raquel, we got you. We got you, too. We do. (laughs) All right. So, have you ever been in a non-reciprocal relationship? If so, what did it feel like? And how did you deal with those emotions? Okay, so you just jumping right into my business. Okay. um, (laughs) Yes, I have been in non-reciprocal relationships. um, But I haven't been in any of those in like double digit years. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's double digit. But back in my 20s and, you know, uh, before then, um, you know, navigated through grade school and high school and whatnot, um, you know, I was taught that, you know, you treat others the way that you want to be treated. Um, You know, that whole golden rule, which was cool, but I feel like like I, we've talked about this before on the show that I wasn't given the last part of that statement. I feel like, you know, we were taught a lot of great things growing up, um, but we weren't, I feel like we were given pieces of it and not the whole statement. And I felt like yeah. it was treat others the way you want to be treated, but according to how they treat you in the context of the relationship or connection that you have with that person, not just I yeah. here giving your heart and soul into to situations everybody. Short, to everybody mm. um, mm-hmm. when you're not getting anything in return. And it's not that you're doing things to get something in return, but more so that if I am showing you that 
I have a shoulder for you to cry on or mm-hmm. that I'm here to support you through your challenges and, and be a good support system for you, that that's what I am, you know, I would want to return. I would want somebody to, you know, extend a shoulder or a hand to me in my, in my time of need and be there mm-hmm. to support me when I need it. You know what I mean? So, um, how I dealt with those emotions, um, at that time, um, I don't even know if I would say I dealt with them, but I'll just explain how I experienced them. So what I experienced is a lot of, you know, disappointment, a lot of, you know, feeling down um, and turning those emotions inward. Like, okay, but what's wrong with me? Why, you know, can't, you know, people treat me the way that I treat them? Or, you know, why... um, are people treating me this way when I am presenting in another way? You know what I mean? So it was a lot of questioning and then it turned into a little self-doubt and impacted some, you know, or ignited some self-concept and self-esteem issues, Mm -hmm. which I have since resolved because the people around me are the people who I want around me and the people who show me that they want to be there. Um, And in 2023 and beyond, I'm not fighting for no relationships. And when I say (laughs) fighting, when I say fighting, I mean fighting by myself. Mm-hmm. Now, if we, you know, have a, you know, uh, some troubles, or you know, we we going through the growing pains of, you know, evolving and growing our relationship with each other, that's fine. I let's fight because we're growing, and if we, you know, have a good foundation and we want this relationship or connection to continue, then I'm more than willing to be a active participant in um, resolving or mitigating any issues that arise. However, I will not be the only one doing Mm -hmm. that. I will not be and give you the best parts of me when you give me your scraps. And I will absolutely not beg for anyone's time or relationship with me. I'm just not doing that. If, you know, the people who, like I said, I'm I'm focusing my energy on the people who show me they love me, who care about me, who show up for me. And I'm not begging for no relationship. So if you want a relationship with me, you know where to find me. But until then, <laughs> God bless you. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, friend? <laughs> no, no, seriously, though. No. Um, retweet. Um, yeah, I have definitely been in non-reciprocal relationships before. Um, and it definitely mirrors what you're saying here, Demetric. I think. Oftentimes for me, I was giving extra parts of myself um, with hope that I was going to be treated how, you know, I was treating others. Mm. But that wasn't the case. And I mean, I definitely wish it was, but uh, we all do. (laughs) But at the end of the day, um, those relationships were were there for a reason and I feel like they were definitely there to teach me something which I'll I'll talk about in a bit but those non-reciprocal relationships are really on the basis of like um people being around me because of proximity because of probably mutual friends or probably simply to fill a space for themselves um whether they recognize that or not and um you know took advantage of those niceties you know, and, and was not as reciprocal. So that definitely was a thing and has been a thing before. Um, I was very resentful, you know, of those people. I was very disappointed. Mm. Um, and I feel like that resentment definitely built up because 
it would go on for such a while of me not really saying anything and just continuing to try to be my best self or show up in the relationship in a certain Mm -hmm. way with hope that, you know, they would eventually start to come around and show up without actually speaking up. And that is what would really lead to the cutoff, which is a lot of times how I would deal with those emotions during that time. Um, Since then, I... I have been forced to definitely look at a lot of those those people that I've cut off because of non-reciprocal engagement. And mm-hmm. it has put me in a position to actually have to deal with those feelings in order to let those things go. Because when you just cut off something without, you know, actually moving through it or mm-hmm. looking at what was actually showing up. Um, I mean, because let me pause here. When you finally say something to someone after you've been friends with them for years or in a relationship or, you know, their family member all this time and you never mm-hmm. said anything about it and now you say something, it starts an argument ultimately. It's, mm-hmm. it's ultimately just kind of like, and I'm probably not saying it the nicest at this point because now I'm just really upset, you know, like now I'm just really resentful and I'm not paying, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. But even still, um, it would create like, you know, blow ups and the cutoff would happen. And even as I'm saying this aloud, just kind of processing through it, I definitely recognize that the whether, you know, I definitely wasn't doing it on purpose. So there's like a subconscious piece of in order for me to get out of this, it has to be, <clears throat> excuse me, there has to be a cutoff or this has to just be the end of it because they didn't get it and they didn't want to reciprocate that to me so what was the point Mm -hmm. and then on top of that there's this um this other this other thing that comes up where it's like well how come you stuck around for so long (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. how come you stuck around for so long me and them right where it's like and so some feelings of um guilt um what would be I'm just trying to think about I wasn't really giving myself any grace at that time or the mm-hmm. the other person clearly if I was just cutting them off. Mm-hmm. Um and oftentimes I felt like okay there's also clearly something that I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it is letting those go and dealing with that and recognizing that you know no I didn't do anything wrong and they didn't either they didn't even know you felt that they were reciprocating. Mm-hmm. They probably thought everything was fine cuz you just kept going like everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, lessons learned and that's how I'm dealing with the emotions as lessons learned, mm-hmm. right? Like they, they showed up for a reason and they taught me something for a reason. Exactly. But I feel like at the same time, like I do understand that, you know, communication is key and you should let mm-hmm. people, you know, know how you're feeling or how something that they're doing or not doing is making you feel. But my, what is, I guess, kind of baffling to me and Mm -hmm. I guess it shouldn't be baffling to me because everybody's upbringing and how they were raised is different a lot of it Mm -hmm. mirrors in certain situations but my god like well what is your baseline honey if you can't realize that you uh being selfish or that you're being harmful in your words or your actions like what is your baseline you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that you know you don't have to communicate how you're feeling in your experience, but the people, you know, but the person on the other side, what is your baseline, honey? Like, I mean, are you coming through the door with just no self-awareness at all? Or yeah. you just really don't give a damn? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's 
you know, something that's where we get into the, yeah, that gives, when, when we get into that kind of context, there were definitely people that didn't give a damn. (laughs) And there were definitely some people that definitely lacked that self-awareness, you know, and we had some that were a little in between that knew they were doing that shit and still didn't give a fuck. What you say? And which is even worse. Right. And so, or, or picking up on pieces, but not able to make the changes just yet. And so the thing is, is I think for me, I am really, I really just feel like you can't control other people's behavior. And so then and now, especially then though, there was a piece of me that was like, if they want to show up, they will show up, (laughs) Very, you know, and if they don't, right, you are going to have to walk away from this at some point. The mm-hmm. thing is, because I wasn't in the place where I wanted to teach anybody how to do shit. I don't want to teach you how to treat me. Right. I get if it. If you can't do that yet, then we don't need to do this, right? Like, especially, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like, and this is, you know, of course, just looking back on it, I've grown from this mindset, but then mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, we're so young, right? Like, there are so many ways that you can be nice to someone because, Yes, maybe you have had experiences that were troublesome and that have caused you some pain, right? And that there, it can be heavy mm-hmm. enough for you to not be the nicest person or or just be dealing with some stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the same time, oftentimes the people that I was running into that these unreciprocal relationships were happening were around my age. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like, why you feel like you got to be the, the mean girl? Why you feel like you got to be the asshole? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like just bring it down a notch. Um, granted had nothing to do with me looking back on it. And I think that's even Mm -hmm. more so why like the cutoff probably needed to happen from the beginning. Yeah. And I mean, just like, (laughs) like you were saying, like, you know, depending on how old you were, even in, even now, you know, (laughs) I, I, uh, yeah, I know, um, I, I advocate for myself. I speak up and because the relationships that are in my life now, those are the ones that I want in my life. So those are the ones I'm going to make sure that I'm cultivating, I'm nurturing and things yeah, like that exactly. because they are reciprocal. However, going back to something that you said, what popped up in my mind was ultimately you was like, I don't, I, I don't feel like I want to teach you anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you, like I don't want to teach you how to. Right. <laughs> but I feel like it goes back to that golden rule, but what we call, but what we call in the therapist world as modeling behavior. So, mm-hmm. you know, back then we were modeling behavior. So if I'm, yeah. if I'm acting like this, like, Very damn, true. hello over here, pick up on it, mm-hmm. return it. That's what you're doing then, anyway. Yeah. Right. You know, but like you say, you know, depending on how we were all in the same spaces, we all had different upbringings and a lot of us grew up not even knowing how to uh, help, um, express our emotions in a healthy way or even knew how to regulate our emotions. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. basically in those situations, everybody can get it. No, you seriously, know? that was my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it is what it is, but you know, you know, but we, but we've grown, you know, we're in different spaces now because like I said, now that we're older, we're very intentional. I'm intentional yeah. about the energy mm-hmm. I allow to mingle with my energy. I am, you know, very discerning about who I let into my sacred space, my home, my heart. Um, yeah. Like you got to go, listen, getting up in here, it's like uh, trying to get a job with the CIA, FBI. Above and beyond, me, honey. The process is long, but baby, when you make it through and you get the job, <laughs> the benefits are get endless. The <laughs> <laughs> get off my phone, bro. Listen, listen. 
on a side tangent, my clients, listen, I have a client who calls me the king of analogies because I got one for you every time. Oh, listen, I got a good God. analogy for you all the time. But listen, sometimes you just they, uh, us. They come, listen, they come out and I'll be like, I'll be talking to a client and I'll say, ooh. I was like, did that make sense? I was like, because I started off, it went re- really well in my head. I was like, but when I finished that analogy, it just, it, I don't think it, it hit the mark. <laughs> and my, my clients were so cool. They was like, no, I got it. But yeah, that's not one of your better ones. <laughs> oh my God. The yeah, joys of being a therapist. A lot of people don't no, know, but seriously. it's 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 a lot of good moments and not just the revelation, oh not the revelations yeah, no. or seeing the changes, <laughs> but just the, because it is human to human interaction. Yes. And at the end of the day, it is a, and I don't care what, what any other clinician may say who may be listening, no, no offense, no disrespect, but yeah, at but the end don't. of the day, our therapeutic relationship, that is, everybody knows that's the foundation, but there's mm-hmm. friendship included in that. And they don't say, they don't tell us that. And they don't, nope. they don't want to say it because they want to keep like oh it's just strictly professional business relationship but it's really not because it's human to human interaction and mm-hmm. this person is being vulnerable with me and sharing their emotions their life with me and at the end of the day there are certain times that I disclose certain things that we can that are relatable to the client so this is a human to human interaction so there's no possible way that you can keep personal out of it now you don't want to go to the extreme because they're technically they are not your friend but there is an undertone of friendship in there and there's laughs yeah. and jokes and all different types of things that are it involved to be. in the therapist. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We have, but too, we have to have too many honest moments for there exactly. to not be some lightness, you know, in right. compatibility to to being able to actually moving through right. a process like this. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> and I know it sounds yeah. and I know it sounds bad to say it this way, to say that, no. you know, um, <laughs> That they're paying, like some clients pay you to be their friend, but it's not that they're paying you to be their friend. But at different times, like you have, like we, our clients share stuff with us that they don't share with their best friends at times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're like a, a vault. I'm your bestie so, for the day. Come on, right? Exactly, and well, at least for the next fifty to fifty-five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fifty to fifty-five. Yeah, That's sometimes, should... sometimes six, sometimes six, sixty. <laughs> Sometimes sixty, depending on what you're going through this week, but um, but don't, but please, but we're not, you know, so <laughs> stringent like that because I done had sessions that ran over thirty minutes because I know that my client needed it, and if I have the time, I'm gonna be able to time. Now we don't make yes, it no habit because you know, because you know, brother got to pay Found his bills, but correct. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, all right, friend, <laughs> let's move on. So next. Question I have for you, friend. <laughs> oh my is... god! Oh wait, wait. Before we move on, real quick. The last thing I'm gonna say okay. about this one is, it's just that in a more and newer and more recent relationships, I think that I have had non-reciprocal relationships, but because they are people that I really want to be a part of, like of my life, I'm mm-hmm. definitely speaking up. Right, I'm definitely speaking to them and trying to be clear. Oh, I yes. think mm-hmm. the biggest issue that I have when I'm even trying to deal with the emotions is I often don't want to hurt that person or make them feel like I don't feel like they're showing up for me at all when we probably mm-hmm. need to make just an adjustment. Um, right. So oftentimes that I think is one of the bigger worries. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, no, good point. Good point. Um, Likewise, but you know, like I said, we older now, we don't learn. So for the most part, most of the people in our life, we want them there. So that's where that cultivation and that nurturing right. comes in at. And, and now that we are evolved, now we can actually express like 
Like, bitch, okay, now, nah, when you did that, it made me feel this type of way. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> look, read your room, because everybody don't um, see the word, the B word as uh, terms of endearment, so don't go repeating my uh, my example of yeah, saying, no. bitch, you did this, and I felt like, <laughs> no. <laughs> don't repeat it like that if that's not the friendship level that you have. Like, you know... Yeah, you know, don't. me and my friends, we 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 joke a lot. So you know, but we never call each other that word out of anger. It's always in a joking yeah. manner, or like, "Oh, guess what?" or you know, type of situation. But and we'll call each other hoes, but you know, but it's funny. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. So read your room before you get to expressing yourself. Okay. So next question. The next question I have for you, friend, is: Were you ever the person not offering reciprocity? What didn't you do and why? Yeah, I've definitely been the person not offering reciprocity before. On purpose is hell. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, friend. On purpose is hell. Um, what didn't I do and why? Honestly, who knows? Probably just like, so when I get in this space, it's typically right before a cutoff or right before I really just, we really finally speak up after you probably hadn't noticed for a long mm-hmm. time and somebody, and it's finally the moment where you're like, well, what's wrong? <laughs> like, so usually I, I, it's hard for me to say what I didn't do because usually by that point, if somebody is asking me to do something, my response is just no automatically. Like I'm not even listening to what they're asking for anymore. Yeah. So, mm. I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, and I think maybe, let me think. I, I kind of feel like I should sit on this. But ultimately, like, when I think about the last time I was non-reciprocal, it was simply because I was fed up with the relationship not having reciprocity. And so I just, oh, I, I know one. Stop um, making phone calls. Like, I feel like sometimes that becomes a thing for me. Like, if I feel like I'm constantly reaching out to to someone to try to, you know, develop our relationship or whatever we just said that we were going to do with regard to whatever we're doing. Let's say it's a business relationship. If I, it's just me, you know, reaching you and trying to formulate some ideas and all of those things and you're not putting that back into it, I'll stop calling and just wait for you and hear what ideas you come up with and, you know, just kind of listen, <laughs> you know, probably won't even offer that much feedback. So I mm-hmm. really stopped, you know, putting an effort in the relationship overall gotcha. is what starts okay. to happen. Um, yeah. And when I start to do that, it's really important for me to take heed to that because I need to start speaking up at that point, because at that point I'm already one foot out of the relationship low key because I haven't said anything. Um, but the last time this happened, I did say something and it was just because that person didn't modify their behavior. Like we didn't make the adjustment. So it was like, well, forget it then. Not important to you. Not important to me. That part. (laughs) But yeah, that's fine. What happened? What about you? Hmm. Okay. So short answer is hell yeah. Um, (laughs) More, um, more so in the younger years, because we have grown and evolved. Um, but for me, it wasn't necessarily intentional, but it was definitely, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I was un- very unaware of what I was doing or not doing, should I say. So 
I am a quite selfless person. I'm not 100% selfless because I ain't no saint. Don't get it twisted. But I am quite selfless. However, emotionally selfish was my thing. So, and when I, what I mean by being emotionally uh, selfish is that I experienced my emotions very intensely, even to this day, always have. So back then when I was unaware of that fact or unaware of how to actually um, express my emotions in a healthy way, whenever I would feel something, it overshadowed everything else. I don't care about what your feelings. I don't care about what you really have to say. I yeah. just need you to understand and agree that you hurt my damn feelings and you and, and what you did. But in the reality of the situation was, is that just because I felt my emotions so intensely or I felt like I was harmed or whatever, what have you, I was not really taken into account that other person's emotional experience in the same way that I was, um, you know, caring about my own. So, um, that's, you know, basically when that Mm -hmm. happened, that selflessness went out the window because at the end of the day, you done did this to me. I feel this way. I need you to fix it. Now what you going to do? Not, okay. I feel this way because of X, Y, and Z. How do you feel about it? You know what I mean? I, that a, I was not asking. I, I wasn't. Yeah. I have a question. <clears throat> and maybe this is just like me personalizing it because I completely feel that. Mm. But I'm just wondering, like, what, how do you not feel that way when, if you're the one that's putting in all this effort, how do you not feel that way when you get to a conversation like that and they got the nerve to tell you what you're not doing for them? And how you heard they feel is like how do <laughs> I, so, how do so, we not so, feel that way? You feel me? So like Liz, yes, I I totally get it. But the the what I'm referring to because at that point we have a whole different type of conversation that we need to have. But on impact, like me walking into okay. the conversation, my intent is to wait your to take into consideration your feelings and your emotional experience in the same way i am with my own okay now, got if, you, but now, it gets now, overturned get door and now you trying to tell me what i ain't doing instead of us talking about it and addressing and resolving what's going on with me first now we have a whole nother problem and you know uh, about <laughs> five seven years ago you probably get cursed out and i probably just walk away but now <laughs> i'm a, i'll call you out and like, and one of the things I tell, you know, um, my, my clients, uh, whether individual or couples, you know, in their relationships, I was like, you know, there are going to be times where, you know, ultimately you have things that aren't being done for you or things that you're not getting or you feel mistreated, but it's not your partner's fault that you're not bringing them up. But the absolute worst time to bring them up is when you may have done something to harm them or hurt their feelings and they're coming to you to talk to you about it. And your response is, well, you don't do X, Y, and Z. Not a whole whole conversation has gone to shit. And Mm -hmm. now nothing's getting resolved because now you both in attack mode, both in defense mode. So... Yes, you still want to have that conversation and let them know your part, but don't do it on the tail end of them coming to you and being vulnerable with you. Resolve that situation first. Take Mm -hmm. your accountability. If there is any, apologize if you need to, if you have to, and then allow allow the dust to settle and then come back to the table. And then you have that, you continue that conversation and you let them know how you feel. Like, don't Mm -hmm. just talk, you know, don't 
respond with what they're not doing because that's not the whole point of it. And you can't yeah. punish them for actually having the courage to be vulnerable enough with you to share with you how they're feeling about something that is happening or not happening in the relationship. So have has have you ever experienced someone coming to you at a certain point where you're thinking their relationship is going well, just being vulnerable and they're sharing with you like, hey, listen, I just feel like you're not really showing up. Mm. And have you ever had that happen before? Um, yes. Yes. I was in my t- early on. I don't know. I, well, I, you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe this is something I need to process when we after this. But because I keep making sure that I'm um saying that this was early on and not now. I don't know mm. why I keep doing that. That might be. um some type of per, um we gonna talk we're not gonna go into uh Demetrius therapy session. Well today. shit, no, nah, I but gotta anyway. think about it because shit, I've been saying that. <laughs> I mean not early on, but before now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've but, had a shift. Never mind. I know where I'm saying it. You're good. Go ahead and do yeah, your processing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know, and I feel like, you know, and, and, like I know I've transitioned, but I feel like I, once I say that, I don't have to keep mm-hmm. saying it. It's, it's, it's my point of why I want to understand why I keep saying it. Um, but anyway. Bro, um, we're, okay, fine. <laughs> I'm about to say, we on a podcast. You got to say stuff explicitly. Early on, listen, he ain't talking about right now. Don't right. nobody call him. <laughs> I don't want no friends calling. Nothing talking about so who you was talking about. He said uh, early. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Guns playing. Okay, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, but real talk. Uh, but <laughs> but um. So to answer your question, um. Basic. Oh my goodness. What was the question again? <laughs> oh my god! I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> Listen, friend, you know I go off on a tangent every now and then. I'm sorry, girl. What, what, what's the question? Um, the question was, has anyone ever come to you in... Oh, yes. You know, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> I haven't finished my coffee. Y'all bear with us. This is real raw and uncut. Like, this is oh not... Oh, my God. This is not um executive produced in a studio, okay? It's not. But anyway. It won't be. <laughs> right. So, um... By choice. But anyway, right, no, um, so yes, the answer is yes. Um, and um, it was totally on me. And I knew I was doing it because mm. I was, you know, that word that you brought up earlier, resentful of something yeah. that happened. Um, now, full transparency, you know, after I got out of my own way, um, realized that, bitch, you overreacted. I really did overreact in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I was in the anger, you know, it actually was hurt, but I was stuck in the anger so long that I really didn't want anything to do with the person, but I loved them. And I knew that I didn't not want them in my life, but I just needed yeah. space from them. And that's what I should have communicated. But like I said, young and not knowing how to effectively process emotions, regulate them, communicate them properly. I didn't know how to communicate that. So I just engaged in ghosting behavior. Like I would not reach out, but I would respond or I wouldn't call, but I would answer sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, I end up hurting um, someone I care about because of, because I was hurt by something that they did. And now looking back at it, I'm like, that's kind of what a friend would do. <laughs> you know, I just mm-hmm. didn't like the way, but I'm a very, um, let me see, I'm not, pr- I'm, pr- I'm, I'm, I'm private. 
if you're not close to me, I don't, you know, you're not entitled to any of my private information. And I felt like in the situation that happened, that I was, it was someone who I had a really close relationship with, and then someone who was new, like a new friend mm-hmm. that we were establishing. And I, um, brought them together, you know, to, cause you know, they were both, you know, cool. And I like, you know, spending time with both of them and I wanted them to meet and it was going well, but it was something difficult that the one that my friend who I knew longer, um, needed to tell me, but they went to the other, the, the newer friend for, um, advice on that. And now mm-hmm. of how to tell me the information because I was already hurting by the situation. It was a breakup. I was already hurting, um, still hurting by the breakup and it was still fresh. So they were just really asking how they should go about it. But at the same time, that put my other, the newer friend in an awkward position. It's like, okay, well, am I supposed to keep this a secret? But we're just yeah. now becoming friends. Like, mm-hmm. how does that look? So, you know, the information was told to me and I lost it. I got upset. Like, why would you tell someone that before you told me, you know, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. And, you know, yes, that's a friend, but we're in the beginning stages of friendship. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But so ultimately I, um, I was resentful and I basically just kind of ghosted them and, um, and we've talked about it. We discussed it. It was some tears. You know, we ap- I apologize. You know, um, there was some um, apologies on and accountability on both ends. And we're still fr- very, very good friends to this day. But um, yeah, that was one situation where I knew that um, now I know that I did intentionally. Well, I knew then too, but not to the extent um, that I mm-hmm. did intentionally um, not showing someone else. Um, reciprocity when um it was necessary yeah thanks for sharing of course of course okay i'm gonna move on to the next question Mm -hmm. so what advice would you give someone that is being the non-reciprocal party into the person that is offering the reciprocity Okay, let's see because i feel like that's two questions so what advice would i give to someone that is being the non-reciprocal party. Hmm. I think the easiest way it all, and I, I we're gonna drill this into the ground. People are gonna get tired of hearing the word communication, but we say it so much because that's how important and vital it is to healthy relationships. Um, yeah. But it starts with a conversation, making sure that you and your partner are always on the same page with what you want, what you need, and what your boundaries are. And as long as you understand those and you check in from time to time to make sure that they're the same, because we evolve as people, some stuff will always be standard, but sometimes things shift and modify as we, as we grow and get older and certain things that we felt like we need, we may end up realizing that I need to be giving that to myself and then anything else is a bonus, but it's not required that you give that to Mm -hmm. me because I'm giving that to myself type of situation. Um, Mm -hmm. Or I'm not or you're not filling a gap. Um, so just making sure that, you know, everybody's on the same page and we know what our expectations, boundaries, all that good stuff is. And then to the person um, that's offering reciprocity, I say I have two options. <laughs> so the first option is stop doing it. 
And when I hmm. not say when I say stop doing it, not you don't have to stop doing everything because if you married or you in a relationship and y'all live together, then that's a whole different type of situation. But at the same time, pull back on some of it. If you feel that you're depleting yourself, pull back a little bit. And when you pull back a little bit, guess what? That person's gonna notice it and ask why. And then that's and then there you go. Then we ha- open up that communication now or. On the other side, you can have that communication without being prompted. Like literally just say, hey, you know, I feel that, you know, we need to have a discussion about, you know, our wants and needs in the relationship, our boundaries to make sure we're on the same page, to make sure that we're both getting what we want and what we need. So you're not necessarily pointing a finger saying, hey, this is not what this is what you're not doing. You need to get your shit together more. So saying let's have a conversation about it so that we can understand each other better. And then I'll also give the person who's offering all the reciprocity um, uh, a lens to see where that person's attitude and perspective is regarding reciprocity to determine, okay, what needs to be the next step? Um, Or, you know, like I said, you, you know, you decide which route you want to take. There's more than one option, but you could just pull back. And, you know, if, if, if especially if you've already communicated to them um, the issue and the concern and, you know, it's not happening or you're not seeing any modifications or compromise, then pull back some of the stuff that you're doing. Because if they're not understanding verbally, then I have some actions that may help you understand a little bit better. Now, I'm not saying be vengeful, spiteful, or petty, but you can pull back a little bit, want to protect yourself if you feel, if you keep getting hurt, but also to show them, okay, now I understand because I was get you were I was getting all of this and now I'm only getting that. So, you know, that's my that's my two cents on that. What about you, Fern? I agree. I say retweet to all of it. And yes, communicate. I just want to reiterate that. I think we can move on to the earth lesson. Oh, all right then. Well, I take it. Okay. So, fam, our earth lesson of the week is try setting your intentions around clear boundaries while being open to your role changing once the boundaries become clear. If you need reciprocity, try giving it to yourself first and see how it feels. Mm. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. If you need reciprocity, try giving it to yourself first and see how it feels. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to follow us on Instagram at respectfullymt and send your questions and topic requests to respectfullymt at gmail.com. Until next time, fam. Peace, y'all. Respectfully. 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 A melanated therapist. therapist.